What's your top? Holy crap, that worked. Moment. A guy we'll call Bob left the company I was at. A year or two later, he started recruiting people from our company. I was interested, so I flew out for an interview. First five interviews went great. Seemed like a good group to work with. The final interview was with the HR director. It went okay, and then we got to the pay part. I said I wanted X amount. She said the average pay for my experience and position was X minus 20K. My response was, Bob didn't fly me out here because I'm average. I have no idea why I said that, but I got the job and the pay I wanted. Months later, when we were getting drinks, Bob brought that up. Apparently, HR director thought I was very quiet and introverted from our interview, so my response caught her even more off guard than it caught me. Used an electric palm sander to clean the soap scum out of my tub. Put a sponge right on the bottom and turned that bad boy on. I thought my tub was just naturally eggshell colored. Nope, it's pure white. I once got fired from a job at the grocery store. I really needed money though, and no other place was hiring. So a week later, I just showed up and started doing my job as usual. No one said anything, and I got my pay at the end of the week like normal. And I stayed at that job till I quit a year later. A very confused patient was fighting me when I was trying to give him IV antibiotics. You're gonna kill me! What's my family gonna do if you kill me? He wailed while pointing at his adult son. If I kill you, they can sue me and the hospital and be rich, I said. The man just kind of made an, oh yeah, kind of mumble, and let me hook him up to the IV. His son was trying so hard not to laugh. I had a test coming up, and needless to say, I didn't want to take it. So nine-year-old me decides to jump out of a tree and fake being hurt. I didn't go to school for the next two days. I realize now that I could have just said I fell out of the tree. I didn't actually have to do it. My first edition PS3 stopped working in 2011. It would turn on, but it would never read a disc. About six months ago, I randomly found a video on YouTube with like 120 views that was basically a 12-year-old kid showing that if you lift the PS3 vertically when loading a disc, it'll start to read. I tried it, and boom, that trick worked. I choose to believe that the child in this video was this commenter's personality from an alternate reality. The 12-year-old was him after he fixed the PS3 in 2011. To get out of an after-hours work event, I came up with the quickest thing I could think of and told my boss that my iguana was sick and I had to get to the pet store to pick up his medication before they closed. I don't have an iguana. The next day, I changed my desktop background to a photo of someone else's iguana. People kept asking me for weeks how my iguana was doing. Had the infamous Red Rings of Death for an old Xbox 360 at one point. Called up a buddy. He told me to turn it off, hold it about a foot and a half above the floor, and just drop it. I figured that I couldn't make it much worse, so I dropped it. Worked perfectly ever since. My first vehicle was a 1985 Dodge Ram that had about 300,000 miles on it. Needless to say, it wasn't exactly reliable. Anyway, my friend and I had tickets to go see a concert in a city that was about three hours away. We made it there just fine and had a blast at the concert. We couldn't afford to stay overnight, so we started on the long journey home. If all went well, we could get home around 3am. There was one stretch of highway where there were 60-ish miles between towns. It's pretty much the worst place to break down on that journey. There were big signs warning travelers to fill up with gas before leaving town, but I had half a tank. My truck sputtered out and died almost halfway between the two towns. It sure sounded like I ran out of gas, but the gauge still showed half a tank. All had not gone well. So there we were, 
1.45am, stuck on the side of the highway in Texas, 30 miles from the nearest towns, no moonlight, and this was before teenagers had cell phones. We were screwed. After a bit of poking around with a flashlight, we discovered that we did have fuel, but the fuel pump had died. We decided to sleep in the truck and mess with it in the morning. The fuel pump was inside the engine instead of in the fuel tank, like a modern vehicle. It was powered by the engine instead of an electric motor. Essentially, the fuel pump would constantly pump gasoline when the engine was running, and gas would always be available for the carburetor float valve. The extra pumped gas would just go back into the gas tank. I was just drifting off to sleep when I got an idea. I worked for almost an hour in the pitch dark. I used the same extra hose from an agricultural fertilizer, a drink straw, screw clamps, and duct tape to rig the windshield fluid pump to pump fuel from the fuel line into the carburetor float line. I got in my truck, hit the windshield fluid lever, and the truck started right up. It took a bit of trial and error, but I was able to get the timing down where I knew how often to hit the lever to keep the truck running. We made it back home just after 4.30am. My dad wasn't immediately amused with my handiwork, but he told all of his friends how clever his son was, so I guess it passed the dad test. Please, please tell me that you didn't keep that same pump in place after you got home. I'm willing to bet a device designed to squirt water isn't going to hold up for long against a more corrosive substance like petrol. Halloween party during college, and everyone is starting to pass out except this very inebriated girl who just won't shut up about wanting someone to turn off the light. I pulled the sleeping bag over her face and said, Click. She said, Thank you, and went to sleep. My friend and I looked at each other amazed that it actually worked. Had a laptop slide backward off my lap, hit the floor, and stop working. Showed me an error screen and wouldn't start back up. Decided to turn it over and drop it from the same height onto its opposite side. Why not? It's already broken, right? And it started working again. Have you tried dropping it off and on again? A buddy of mine once did this with his body and a dent in the side of the van. Drunk. We asked him how the dent got there and he starts backing up and says, Well, I was drunk and I stumbled pretty hard and slammed into the van like this. Long story short, he recreated the drunken fall whilst drunk again and popped the dent right out of the van. As a hardware computer technician, I'm frickin' baffled. This is the kind of fail story we hear way too often. It got dropped twice. How did it get dropped twice? Well, I decided to turn it over and drop it from the same height onto its opposite side, hoping it would fix it. Palm through face. On the flip side, as the great Cade Six once said, everyone loves a bad idea when it works. I work on costumes in theatres in New York City. About two years ago, I was sitting in the front row of a show, and a button popped off one of the costumes. The next day, I took it back to the stage door with my resume, and a little note that said, This came off one of the costumes yesterday, and I thought you might want it back. And while I have your attention, here is my resume. And that is the story of how I got my first job on a Broadway show. One time, a bird got caught in our chimney, and while me and my roommate discussed how to get it out, he suggested we stick our hand up there, and the bird will just land on our finger. I laughed at him and said it would never work. Within 30 seconds, he was walking to the door with a bird perched on his pointer finger. Hi, narrator here. Is your flatmate Bernie Sanders or Snow White? I was hiking with a friend, and a mountain lion slash cougar slash puma crossed our path about 30 yards ahead of us. My friend turned around and went, oh crap, and began to run, at which point the cat started running straight at me. I put my hands up in the air and yelled, and it stopped to a skid and ran in the other direction. 
I have a Verizon Center staff lanyard that a buddy gave to me from some concert 10 or 12 years ago. It literally says nothing but Verizon Center and staff. White letters on a black background and then has a small barcode and some illegible gibberish on the other side. It could be entirely fake, as I've never seen anyone else use one like it. So far, three free concerts and one free NBA game. Half afraid to keep using it, especially since the arena changed its name. I can't get anyone else in with it, so while I can literally go anywhere, I have to do it alone, which is much less fun. I once showed up eight hours late for work. My company was trying out this crazy three-shift schedule and would change every day, but there was no order to the scheme. If you didn't check what the manager put out that day, no one knew when they should be at work the next day. So after a hard shift, I forgot to check that bad boy. And when I came in the next day expecting to arrive at the shift change, everyone was at their desks working away. Someone sees me and asks, Hey, did you get moved to this shift? I picked up a clipboard and said, No, just here to uh, inspect. I spent about 10 minutes walking around the office just nodding or scribbling notes before I went home. Not only did I not work that day, one of the managers thought it was awesome that someone was checking up on projects. In college, I had one class where the professor was very disorganized. He was always losing crap and forgetting to grade stuff. It was a small class, so there were only seven of us, and we decided to do an experiment. On the day of exam, we asked him if he had graded the exam already, and being the disorganized mess that he was, he said yes. So that day, we never took the exam, and a few weeks later, everyone received a 100. His explanation was that he couldn't find the exam papers, but was sure everyone studied hard and did a good job. By the way, we didn't scheme to get out of an exam, and as far as I know, everyone studied. We just thought to do it for laughs, but it ended up working out well. The time I avoided getting in trouble by being really boring. About six years ago, I was at my ex-girlfriend's house on a Sunday. Behind her house was a service center for city vehicles. So, since it was a government building, it was closed on Sundays. Behind the main building was a trail that you can walk down for a couple of minutes and get into a subdivision. So me and my ex decided to drive down the head of the trail behind the building and try out the mini bong I had recently purchased. So we pull up and I take the bong out, and I am holding it out the window, pouring a bit of water into it, when I look in the mirror. There is a frickin' cop car 15 feet behind me flying up and here I am dangling a bong out the window in front of them. I bring the bong back in and throw it under my seat and push a sweater on top of it. The cop car has now pulled up right behind me, and two cops are dashing up to the side of the car. What's going on? You can't be back here. It's trespassing, said the cop on my side of the car. Oh, hey officer, we were just, uh, going geocaching. What's that now? Geocaching, sir. Um, here, look. And I take my hiking GPS out of the dash and show it to him. I then go on a 10 minute long spiel about geocaching and what's it all about and I am super dry about the whole thing. My speech ends and I'm looking at him and he just says, Uh, okay then. Uh, well, have a nice day. Uh, should I leave, sir? You said this was trespassing after all. Uh, don't worry about it. And both cops get in the car and left. No idea how that worked. It's good to know that if I ever get into trouble with the law, I might be able to get out of it this way. I'll just describe my editing process for this job. Some other comments to this post read, The police fled for fear of being bored to death. Jeez. Trespass or whatever. I don't care. Nerds.
Moved offices at work. Tried admin slash password on the new router login page. Who has two thumbs and higher bandwidth? This guy. In our dorms, the PCs in the rooms had throttled internet, but in the shared labs, they didn't. They told us this was only during certain evening times, but it was patently obvious it was round the clock. I went into the lab, got the Mac from one of the lab PCs, and gave it my Mac. I was on the lab subnet from then on and had much faster internet. I did this for a few friends and told some others about it. Applied for a job at a French fry factory. The online application asked, what makes you want to work for us? I simply put, potatoes are my favorite food. HR lady and engineering manager loved it. Been working there 10 months now. My friend applied to Bed Bath & Beyond. During the interview, they asked why she wanted to work there. Her response was, I grasp the concept of beds and baths. It's the beyond that I'm most interested in. She was not hired. Anytime I brought a girl home from the bar in college, because my go-to move was just look around till a girl made eye contact and then nod. Whenever it worked, I was pretty amazed at the results with such a lack of effort. To clarify, it's a nod up, like you're saying, hey, what's up? Also, it works well for any attractiveness, because it helps you understand what level or type of girls are into you, and you avoid the awkwardness of just trying to hit on random girls that may have no interest in you. Good luck to everyone trying to meet someone at a bar. It works surprisingly well. I got my current girlfriend by making eye contact with her across the room and pointing finger guns at her. Didn't know her at all. I'd also like to bring up that she loves my terrible puns and that's actually how I sealed the deal the next day. Never stop following your dreams. In high school, I told a girl who was way out of my league, so you should give me a number. She asked, why would I do that? I said, Because if I just dial randomly, it'll take forever to call ya. Waited to be shot down, but she laughed and gave it to me. We were together for seven years. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My son was living nearby and had locked himself out of his room. He called me for help. During my many assignments in the military, I was once stationed with a guy who was also a locksmith, incessantly told me about locks, lockpicks, tumblers, etc. So I showed up at my son's apartment, armed with a basic knowledge about how locks work, and two paper clips. I half straightened them out, used one to flick the tumblers, and the other to pull at the bottom of the lock to turn it. Two minutes later, I was in. My son says, holy crap, you did it. Got serious dad points for that one. I went to New York City for fashion week with a boutique I was working for. 
After the fashion show we attended, everyone wanted to go out clubbing. Me, being young and new, I didn't want to be the buzzkill. So I went with them even though I was only 18. Arriving at the first club, we were allowed to skip the line because we knew people, and we get to the bouncer. He's going one by one, checking everyone's IDs, and I'm sweating bullets. When he got to me, we just looked at each other. He goes, ID. And I freeze, and for some reason I said, Man, I already showed you mine. Until this day, I don't know if he was being nice or just didn't want to look stupid, but he let me in. Needless to say, I got hammered off $18 mixed drinks because F it, right? For about 10 years, I had a wart on the bottom of my foot. A really big, ugly, better not date a dude with a foot obsession kind of wart that was probably about a centimeter and a half across. I'd tried pretty much everything to get rid of it. Short of going for, what I was told was, the painful cryosurgery to get rid of it. When I'd eventually had enough of having a blob the size of a Volkswagen Beetle on my foot, I decided to book an appointment with my doctor to have it removed surgically. Then I read about duct tape occlusion therapy. The basic idea is, you put a patch of duct tape, stick it over a wart, and wait. If the tape falls off, you put another piece on, and, well, that's pretty much it. Bollocks, I thought. There's no way that'll do anything. But duct tape is cheap and I'm strongly averse to pain, so I figured, why not give it a try? A couple of weeks later, no Veruca. It very much enjoys the pro-science, anti-alternative medicine side of me, but whether it's placebo or not, I can't deny that it worked. So now you can date dudes with a foot obsession. So this thread led me on a merry chase through the internet to check out duct tape occlusion theory and... Huh. And here I've been burning off mine with apple cider vinegar like an idiot. Rewind to my junior year of college, and everyone's packed into a living room and boozing heavily in preparation for Super Bowl 49. Literally 10 minutes before kickoff, a half-filled cup of milk gets spilled on top of the cable box, and the picture instantly cuts out. Insanity ensues. One quick-thinking individual, not me, decides to call the cable company and gets through to a customer service rep, and we explain the problem. She just says, Oh, not a problem, sir. Just let me reset your cable box remotely from here. Within 30 seconds, the pregame turned right back on, and we didn't even miss kickoff. This witch remotely evaporated milk from a cable box. Why was there milk on the cable box if y'all were heavily boozing? Chicago, 2004, at a tech conference and been dancing with this amazingly hot woman at a bar near the event hotel we are all staying at. We get into the elevator after closing time with eight other dudes, all of whom have been working to get time with her. I'm on the fourth floor of a 30-story hotel. She's somewhere in the high 20s. Door opens at my floor. I say, this is me, as I'm in the back of the elevator with her. She says, I'm really thirsty. And I immediately reply, I have water in my room. Great, let's go. Married for 13 years now, together from that night forward. I woke up the next morning and we decided to spend the rest of our lives mornings together that day. She moved states three weeks later and we wed four months after that. Two kids and a very happy life followed that cheesy line. We have this maths course that's necessary for my major at school. I loathe math and might actually be a little number dyslexic. Discalcula for those interested. For this reason, I didn't take the course too seriously, and then, when I had to get my butt into gear, could not understand the end of the course material whatsoever. 
Fast forward to finals time and I needed greater than 88% on the exam in this class to pass and it wasn't going to happen, so I decided to study for my other exams and just retake the course. I decided to at least go to the exam and bullcrap it using Excel. Test was in a proctored lab and Excel was an allowed tool, as well as my limited math knowledge and whatever test-taking skills I had. Guessed on a majority of the questions, muttered the old YOLO and hit submit. Frickin' 89%. Literally guessed my way to passing a class. May not be the grandest achievement, but I've never had pure laziness and apathy work out like that before. Just goes to show you kids, hard work is for the birds. Not me, but Buzz Aldrin repaired a jammed switch using a ball pen. On the moon. On a switch critical for their takeoff. Not me. Oh, really? I'm not buying it. I think he needs to prove that he isn't, in fact, Buzz Aldrin. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.